Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I put together this show to talk about entrepreneurial challenges and successes of people starting businesses. Today I have with me Elisa Ehrman of Universal Coaching Services. I know you've been doing this quite a while. Um, I know you're an RN as well as other stuff that I'll let, yeah. you talk, I'll let you share. I don't have the bio right in front of me, but when did you actually go out on your own to start Universal Coaching Services? Okay, great. So I actually went out on my own. It was really about 2007 and the story behind it. Yeah. Okay. So the story behind <laughs> it is I, like Allison said, I'm a registered nurse and I used to work in a hospital and I really basically just wanted to help prevent people from getting to the hospital in the first place. What I saw, I wanted to prevent. So I started my business doing health and wellness coaching and really optimizing people's health, hopefully keeping them out of the hospital. And thank goodness, after all these years, I I have been definitely a big part in keeping people healthy. Okay. So you're trying to basically go against the Western medicine. (laughs) Well, not necessarily complimenting, complimenting. Yeah, Yeah. but uh, a lot of that's like treating after the fact, especially with the insurance side of things. Right. Um, But obviously you don't take insurance with your health and wellness coaching, so people are still paying out of pocket to take advantage of your services. Correct. It is out of pocket. It's an investment. I tell people you invest in a 401k. You want to be healthy one day to enjoy it. And well, invest in your health. A lot of insurance companies these days, though, do have wellness programs. So, yeah, it's starting to get more and more into the mainstream, which is good to see. Yeah, that's great to see. So I know you part of what you do is go into either organizations or businesses or retirement communities and things like that. And they can hire you to basically do a group session or speak you know, so how does how does that work? I assume that would be an easier way to get in with people than like the individual coaching, maybe. So it really depends. I mean, sometimes people or businesses will call me in and then we'll go over the goals of the organization. So their health goals, what are their biggest really cost saving opportunities with health insurance? Of course, diabetes, smoking, heart health. Mm-hmm. weight management. So some of those are really the biggest ones. And then I can create programs specific to that organization based on what they're looking for. And then of course, companies use me to come in and just do regular, you know, health and wellness talks, just kind of general as well as, you know, specific, as I mentioned. So all over the place, I can <laughs> really do all types of things just depending on what it is. And yes, I do work with individuals one-on-one within organizations as well as outside of organizations too. Okay. Now, when you got started, you said 07? Around, Around 07. that time. Around, Around that, that time. time. How hard was it to kind of get out of the box, I guess, and have people know who you were? So that's a really good question. I was up in Michigan at that time, and it was challenging. I will say it really was challenging. I mean, I did make moves to make myself known in the community, 
but it really wasn't until I made the decision that Florida would be my home that I started really rocking and rolling to be down <laughs> here, to be down here, actually Orlando first, and that's when, no pun intended, but all the magic happened, and then Walt Disney World, uh, Walt Disney World hired me to, to create their wellness program for them, for their employees. No, that's great. Now, how yeah. did you get in with them? Like, did you like knock on the door? Or so, okay. <laughs> he came to find you or what? <laughs> this is a really good story, actually. I love, I love that we're going here. So the story goes that I just, I knew in my gut that Orlando is where I needed to live. And I was having dreams about it. And I just knew this is like actual dreams about it in the middle wow. of the night. I would have dreams about Disney and wow. SeaWorld. And I just knew that that was where I needed to go because I just really prayed a lot. I was like, God, whatever's best for me to go and show me in a dream. And I truly did have these dreams. Hmm. So my mom said to me, Elisa, if you really want to be in Orlando, just call every single wellness center down there. So I said, okay, you're right. You're my mom. You're right. And she was right. And actually that's what I did. So I called every wellness center that I could. And I called, I wish I remembered who I spoke to that really helped change the trajectory of my life. But I talked with someone, it was either at the Swan or Dolphin Hotel in this, some type of spa that they have. And I said, are you hiring? And they said, like a wellness coach, nurse, wellness coach, nurse type of role. And they said, we're not, but actually Walt Disney World is creating this wellness center opening soon. And immediately I had chills up and down my body. I said, tell me the info. They gave me the info. Within two weeks I was hired. And wow. the, the truth is, is that they were interviewing for months and months and months. They were looking for me, I guess, honestly. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say that. To sound, I'm not trying to sound boastful, but that's what they said to me. They said, look, we've been hiring or interviewing, interviewing. And when they met me, they hired me on the spot and hugged me. They're like, you're the one we've been waiting for. So wow. it was just a meant to be thing. I'm very grateful. And it was a great opportunity. I was there for almost six years. Wow. And then I had my own company at the same time in Orlando. Um, okay doing individual coaching and some radio. Okay. Okay. So when they hired you, so you were actually spearheading their wellness program from like the ground up. Literally then. ground up. <laughs> it was like, here's an office, figure it out. I'm like, okay. It's just, you know, 120,000 or more employees, no big deal. <laughs> so it was all for their employees that they and were trying to build. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity. It was super fun and interesting. You know, I had people come in my office in all types of costumes that worked in the park. You never know who <laughs> would show up. showing up. Right. We had all types of, especially like the different countries from Epcot. People would come in in different dresses and all types of costumes. It was, it was always exciting. It really was. So they could just stop in like and ask yep. a question or like, what, what was the purpose of the wellness center? Like why did Disney create that? Okay. So um, Disney created the wellness center to really create primary care on site. Okay. So people could go to work and then it'd be really convenient, go to the doctor right there. And we had Quest Lab, we had Walgreens Pharmacy, wow. X-ray, primary care doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, and then wellness. So I really complimented what they were doing and just worked on the health education aspect of it and nutrition and exercise and stress management, et cetera. Okay. So were people stressed at the happiest place in the world or happiest place on earth? Is that what it is? Happiest place on earth, yes. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I can imagine <laughs> there would be. Stressed. I mean, if you had to smile like all the time and greet people in the 
the fun yeah. way every single day, no matter what you were feeling, I could imagine that there would be some stress to that. You know, I'll tell you, the people that worked there, they really were just amazing. They truly, yeah. truly were. And to be willing, by the way, to, you know, I would say to the to Disney, I said, look, you guys are servicing the whole world that comes through here. My job is to take care of you guys and okay, right. help you take care of yourselves. But the truth is, is just being in some of those costumes all day in the heat, that's oh. stressful. And then, of course, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> dealing with the public <laughs> in any capacity, especially with screaming kids. And uh -huh. I love children for sure, but screaming kids uh -huh. and all types of busyness going on. And yeah, I mean, um, there's stress in any job. So, but yeah. unique to every position, of course, <laughs> in every role and every company. I think hospitality can be one of the more stressful yeah. fields in many ways. And obviously Disney epitomizes hospitality. Yeah, for so. sure. They do a great job. Yeah. So you, would, so you started the company and you were working at Disney and then you yeah. said radio as well? Yeah, so I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I always, I love what I did at Disney, but I always needed to have my hand in my own thing too. It's just who I am. Even as a kid, I just would always dream of my own business. Most girls dream of their weddings. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not married yet. <laughs> Still looking. But anyways. Um, available. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but the truth is, is, yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know, I just am an entrepreneur. I, I, I needed to have my hand in my own thing. So I did the Disney thing and then I had my own business working with individuals and then doing some additional groups separate, the Universal Coaching Services. And then I got a, um, an awesome gig on uh, CBS Sports Radio doing wow. wellness. So I had some, it was fun. It was, you know, a crowd that listened to sports radio and I get a great opportunity to be able to shine the light on wellness for a little bit of time and we had some fun we had some fun episodes yeah it was good how long were you there with sports for sports yeah not too long less than a year okay. less than a year no i mean but it was fun i loved it yeah no i would imagine that like you know being on like a radio show or something that's consistent whether it's walt disney world or whether it's radio or working with someone like over a long period of time mm -hmm. is very rewarding um just because you can see you get to know someone or get to know, you know, whatever you're doing and you can kind of see the impact, especially yes. in what you are doing. Seeing the impact is huge for me. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the reasons I do it. You know, it just gives me that feedback that, Hey, I'm making a difference, which mm -hmm. is something that's super important to me. Yeah. So what were your greatest challenges when you first started your own business? I think my greatest challenges, well, I'll say this. My dad is a business mind, is a businessman with a business mindset. So he guided me a lot, which was helpful. Yeah. Um, so I had his help. But the challenges, I would say, definitely getting myself known. I mean, the marketing aspect, you know, getting mm -hmm. myself known and communicating the benefits. See, this was 2007 or so. So the reality is, is wellness back then is not the same as wellness now. Right. More people accept it now. Back then, it was kind of this woo-woo concept <laughs> that didn't really get a whole lot of credit. So it was super hard to really communicate the value that I would bring to individuals and organizations. Yeah, no, I could, I could see that because I know, you know, organizations today or businesses today, mm -hmm. like you said, are concerned about 
their, you know, their health insurance, if they're providing health insurance for employees and like the costs of that are continuing to go up and obviously getting, optimizing their employees and getting the most out of their employees. So obviously having them there versus like on sick days and, you know, and being the most efficient they can be is the most important aspect. So, I mean, and even when I came down here and worked for a country club at the time, and uh, that was in 2000, you know, in the world of tennis, like that wasn't really, I think we started having health fairs and I'm trying to remember when those started because I was there till like 2011. And I know they started somewhere in the middle of that time, but that was kind of the, I think the start of some of, you know, more companies trying to look at that for their employees and not just, you know what I mean? So, um, so today, Obviously, you're still doing the individual coaching and the group coaching. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference between either of those, or do you like them equally for different it's reasons? Or okay, okay. So just to be clear, I no longer work at Disney. Just right. so we're clear, I left there 2014, and then I moved down here. Can I just share a little bit about yep. that since you were part of it actually. <laughs> so, uh, again, I was found myself at a fork in the road. I said, I love Disney, but I need to do my own thing. So I left Disney and I was like, okay, prayed about it and said, okay, what, you know, where am I meant to be God? And I ended up coming down here and I felt true. This is a true story. I felt, I've never felt this in my life, but I had this weird feeling that the city of Del Rey was my home. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I know this sounds so crazy. I've said this before on radio, if anyone else has heard, but I did feel like the city hugged me. I don't know how else to explain. I got this hug being standing with my feet in Del Rey. It was like nothing I ever experienced. Called my mom up. I said, mom, I think I'm supposed to move to Del Rey. She's like, okay. And then w- within a few days of that, somebody that I met at a conference connected me with Allison, First person I met in the city of Delray. <laughs> yes. Funny. And then you were so kind and offered to show me around and things like that. And then we stayed connected a little bit. And then you helped me with my business and get marketing. So to answer your question, I love doing individual coaching as long as people genuinely are open to making changes. Sometimes right. people hire me and then they realize what it means to make a change and they run. <laughs> They're like, no, I thought if I hire you, everything magically will get fixed. Yeah. You still have to do the work, right? Yep. <laughs> so I'm, I love doing individual coaching for that. And then you can always identify individual problems or challenges more and address those, of course, one-on-one. But I also love the groups. Right. I love being on stage and reaching many people at one time. And I just truly love both of them. Honest to goodness, I really do. Different ways, they feed me in different ways and help me feel, you know, purpose. Like I have purpose and help the world. Yeah, yeah. And I suspect like, I'm assuming like the groups would help feed the individual coaching. They do. See more people out and like, then they could hire you individually if they wanted to. Correct, I mean, the groups definitely help with the individual coaching, but also, Word of mouth is where a lot of the individual coaching referrals and doctor's offices, things like that too. Okay. So you connected in with doctor's offices yep. from the marketing standpoint and they can also refer you to their patients. Yep. Okay. That's probably, a, I mean, considering I, I find that, you know, in our, the U.S. society, a lot of, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but, but a lot of, um, what's the right word? 
people put a lot of stock in what a doctor says. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. And it's obviously very dependent on the doctor and how much they prescribe and things like that. Because I have a, I have a very clear opinion on that. So, but (laughs) we will digress on that. But, um, although I'd like to, but maybe a different time. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, you know, someone that's going to, I'm, I have friends that have, you know, swear by whatever the doctor says and prescribes and this and that and, um, you know, versus like questioning anything. I agree. No, I think you need to question. I totally, you know, and absolutely, then I think, absolutely so, need to question. But I would say like that referral though, the good part of the believe everything the doctor says, I guess, um, would be that referral would be gold for you because if they are going to refer someone like yourself yeah, for health and wellness, you know, more from a preventative side versus a, you know, let me just give them some more drugs. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I think our our society, and I think what you've said is like, it's going a different direction, but I think it's a slow move on that direction as far as people yes. really trying to optimize their health and prevent things versus, right. you know, doing whatever and then just going to the doctor and getting a pill and thing, okay, well, I fixed it, you know, or I, you know, whatever, resolved the right. one issue and then the pill causes something else, some completely sure. different issues. So... Um, you know, has that been a challenge at all for you from that standpoint for like, I think our society being a little bit less preventative minded or has you've just been connecting with the right people that really want that prevention versus, you know, waiting to treat, you know, whatever the ill is. Right. So I'm thinking back of the years that I've been doing this and kind of how it's evolved. And I think... When I first started, it was really <clears throat> about, gosh, this is interesting. Like, oh, hey, if I eat this, then this could happen. It was kind of like, mm, this interesting. Let me try it out. And as time has gone on, because it's becoming more mainstream, and especially Dr. Oz was a huge part of that. And I was known as Disney's Dr. Oz when I was at <laughs> Disney. Um, I told Dr. Oz that too. He thought that was funny. But, you know, Dr. Oz truthfully was a big part of that where he helped wake a lot of people up to the truth about natural substances and how they can support us. So it's still a challenge though. I mean, it truly, truly, truly is. And I think that doctors, from my experience, the ones that refer to me are the ones that get it. Like it's a team, right. it's a team. The the client or the patient, the doctor, myself, we're working together and the reality is it's ultimately up to the patient or client, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I mean, the person just has to be willing. They have to be open. And at the end of the day, they have to just be willing to do whatever it takes to keep themselves healthy. And, right. and not everybody's willing to do that. A no. lot of people <laughs> say they are. And then when they see it, like I said before, they run. But I will say that a lot of doctors today really value what I do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier today than it was 10 years ago. I can say that for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's definitely going that direction. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I think it's still, I think peer pressure is pretty great out there. Yeah. You know, and it's so even if someone wants to do it, they have to really have that kind of blinders on. So when that friend says, hey, you know, like whatever they're not supposed to eat or drink or whatever right. it is, why don't you have this ice cream? You know, they can say, well, right now I'm doing X, Y, and Z to help this, you know, and and they can have to be okay with it. So it's like almost that confidence in themselves, 
Boundaries. Too. Yeah. It's boundaries. I do talks on those. In fact, today I was at a facility and they asked me to do it to come back, a senior facility, and do a talk on exactly what you're talking about, the ice cream and saying no. And <laughs> but but the truth <clears throat> is, is that a lot of doctors today are willing to give their their patients some time to make lifestyle changes before they put them on prescriptions. Oh, that's good. For especially diabetes, cholesterol, those are the big ones. Not all doctors are, but I no. want to just go back to what you said a moment ago about questioning. And I do think it's important that we question, mm-hmm. you know, question doctors. And I, and I ask people to question me. I mean, I'm a nurse. Please question me. Right. You should. I tell people I'm the expert on the research. You're the expert on your body. We work together right. because there's not one person here that you can say, oh, they know every single thing. And that's a dangerous place to be in if you're looking at any doctor or medical professional in that light. Um, they may be experts, but I do think that it's important to question and they should be willing to address those questions and concerned enough and care enough yeah. to make you feel as comfortable as you can. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's so so true because I mean, each, so even if it's, you know, this person's diabetic, 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 you know, four people can have different, you know, it can show differently in yeah. each of those four people yeah. because their body's slightly differently. Maybe one's heavier, maybe one's got different blood type, you know, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. you know, so it's not like, okay, this pill is going to fix diabetes or insulin's going to fix diabetes and that's it. And like one size fits all, but it's, you know, each person's got that slight difference. I mean, cause that's mm-hmm. what makes each of us unique. So, um, I mean, I think everyone needs to, you know, at least ask questions because, um, you know, I know when I've dealt with, you know, family and hospitals and things like that, if you don't ask questions, basically they don't tell you, they don't right. tell you any, they tell you what right. you, you know, the absolute bare minimum of what you need to know. And that's it. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, asking is, questions is really important and challenging, challenging medical professionals, I think is healthy to do yeah. and getting second opinions is healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, and I'll just say for anyone watching this, I really, if something doesn't sit right with you, there's a reason for it. Yeah. There were doctors that have said to me, oh, this is, you just got to live with it. <laughs> and inside I said, absolutely. There's no way this is something I'm going to live with. So I've had to do whatever. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get to the bottom of whatever the situation was. And that's happened a few times in my life. And I'm glad I did. Whereas a lot of people, yeah. they fall into it. They say, oh, I guess I have to live with it. Not always the case when you're willing to look outside the box. So, right. Now, how much do you feel, and I'm going to switch this a little bit to the food side of things. Okay. Since I know you talk a lot about food and, and, um, help people with, you know, their choices in food. How much do you find that you fight against the American food industry specifically (laughs) that, you know, I find that if I eat a pretty strict and I, you know, and I'm not vegan, I'm not vegetarian, I'm not any of that, but if I like stay kind of in a you know path here and I don't have say sugar, for example, or a lot of sugar, and maybe mm-hmm. I substitute it with, you know, honey or agave or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm not eating like the sugar, but as soon as I go back to sugar, so like right now I'm kind of off the super restricted diet, right? you know, so I'm eating some things that have sugar in them, but I find I crave it more as soon as I like have one thing and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I could have that ice cream, you know? And I know, you know, with, meats and other foods the way they're done in this country a lot of times not all of the all of it but some of it you know even if you you know i don't know you're not you're more on the vegan side of things but you know if you eat beef for example mm-hmm. you know 
obviously grass-fed and grass-finished is far better than just regular beef right. that can have genetically modified, you know, corn and grains and whatever that they're feeding this cow, which then passes on to you. And that's not what a normal cow would eat right. in real life. So exactly. like how much do you find, you know, we talked about peer pressure, but how much do you find that sometimes it's also that addiction to the food stuff that's out there that's hard to break as well? Okay, so there's a few components to answer that question, okay? Because that's a loaded question. So I'm more plant-based. I'm definitely more plant-based. Um, not vegan, but plant-based. So here's the deal. There are so many ways that these unhealthy foods can come to us. So whether it's Allison offering me ice cream, whether it's me watching a, a television show and there's a commercial or the people on the show are eating it, I mean, <laughs> or just walking to the grocery store and I have to walk through the unhealthy stuff to get to the healthy stuff. Right. There's just constant bombardment. And it does take having really, really, really good boundaries to be able to say nope and just keep walking and stay focused. And really it's obedience to your goals and obedience to your ultimate vision for your life. So that's kind of like, how does it get in? Those are some examples. But the other challenge is once it gets in, so once these foods get in, like Allison said, once you put sugar in your body, you're just gonna be craving it. Okay, once you put table salt in your body, you'll just keep craving it. And this goes, I mean, I could do a whole talk on this, which I won't do, don't worry, but I do talks on this. It's a five hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how the, the physiological <clears throat> and chemical responses in the body really that exist from certain foods. So what I tell people is in an ideal world, do the best you can to try to keep out toxic substances, toxic foods, in that way you'll be 10 steps ahead because even if you try once in a while, well, let me just have a little Snickers bar here or, uh, you know, uh, whatever, Ruffles potato chips here. I mean, I can't tell you how many times those were kind of like um, entry points to the path that they don't want to go down. Now, I'll give you an example. I And this is before I uh, worked at Disney, I would say this. So when people are following their plan, like you said, you said you're kind of going straight ahead. Right. I like to look at that as a train that's just going straight ahead. And then when people make decisions, even just have going out to dinner and having a Sunday or something like a hot fudge Sunday, the reality is they could have that hot fudge Sunday and they could get back on track. It's very possible, but a lot of the times they say, "Oh, well, I already screwed this up, so let me just <laughs> let me get you know this, and then let me eat this, and oh, let me have this," and and then they end up on this. I like to call it Thunder Mountain Railroad, where they're going around and around and around. And then they call me and they say, Elisa, I need a session. I need to get back on track. So, okay, what do you need to get back on track? So I just need to get back on track. So, okay, well, guess what? You're back on track. <laughs> Done. I said, you don't really need me for that. Just choose in your mind, right. hey, I'm back on track. Right, yeah. I mean, it's all about like that, that final choice. It really you know, And I think people can't, you know, certain people can, have things like I find that like if I'm as long as I'm careful on things like I can have things in moderation so right like I can have you know a bite of whatever but I think the challenge is with a lot of the processed stuff that's out there today so you know if we if you go buy the ice cream and you know you're not buying the highest quality ice cream or right. you're going to buy whatever you know some of the stuff they're putting in all that 
that's what really like causes the addiction. It's sugar is one piece of it, but yeah. there's other chemicals oh, in yeah. there that actually get you to come back to it too. Cause it, you know, whatever it does to it. Absolutely. So absolutely. These, these things, you know, if you go back to our ancestors and what they ate, <laughs> I mean, it's very different than what we eat. And I just tell people right. eat foods that are ingredients more often than foods that have ingredients. And that's really the key because when you eat foods that have ingredients, you truly don't know, even if it looks like it's healthy, the ingredient may have been modified and processed in a way that your body's not responding like it would as if it would have the whole piece of broccoli. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's a very big distinction. And Allison's totally right. The more natural foods you eat, the better. You'll feel better. I've done this with thousands of people. I've done this for so long now. And it just, it's always the truth. I mean, it never fails. People feel better. They sleep better. They have better energy. Just how it goes. It's worth it. Yeah. It really is. So you're saying they didn't have Pringles back? Like no, nah, they didn't have Pringles. <laughs> they didn't have Skittles. <clears throat> well, I love Pringles. Um, Pringles are the best. <laughs> I used to love Pringles, the sour cream and onion ones. Oh, yeah. I like the barbecue ones. So. I like those too. I like <clears throat> the regular ones. Yeah, I haven't had Pringles in probably 15, oh. what is it? 2022. <clears throat> Over 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Good old Pringles. Yeah. No, I haven't had them in several years, but not probably 15 years. <laughs> I can't say that. It's okay. one of those things you can't just eat one of, though. You know? Right. Oh. But most of this stuff you can't. And even be aware, even the natural stuff or the healthy <coughs> stuff, depending on how it's processed or made, you know it. Folks listening, you know what I'm talking about. Even the healthy stuff that looks healthy or is marketed as being healthy, you can't, some of the stuff you can't stop eating. But I will tell you, it's very rare that I find somebody that says, I cannot stop eating apples. I cannot <laughs> stop eating celery. I oh. cannot stop eating yeah. lettuce. <laughs> Why? There's reasons. Call me and we can talk more about it. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop eating apples, huh? That's right. Yeah. So going back to the business side yeah. of, of your business. Um, so how, so now people find you either through referrals or, I mean, are there, is there other marketing you do? So obviously you have relationships with doctors and maybe, I don't know if you're in chiropractic offices at all, which fits probably with your model somewhat. I mean, are you, where else, like what other tools are you using from a marketing standpoint? So from a marketing standpoint right now, it's really the most of the doctors that are referring me are actually primary care doctors. Okay. Chiropractors really are not at this point. Okay. Hopefully soon. <laughs> That's the plan. Um, and then also I've got some home health care companies that refer people to me, word of mouth. And then my website, which Allison is a big <laughs> part of. Thank you, Allison. And people have found me on the web. Actually, yeah, I had a family <clears throat> up in Boston actually find oh, wow. me through the internet. Yeah, it was great. That's great. Yeah. Those are probably the biggest ones. I do a lot of networking down here in Palm Beach County as well. Okay. And yeah, at senior facilities, they refer people to me too. Okay. And I know you were branching into some other things, which maybe aren't on the website yet, um, including the genetics piece. Yeah. So what are you doing with that? And like, how does that potentially impact your practice down the road? Okay, so I actually am adding two things. Well, let's say I've added two things that I've just started really within the last few months. Mm -hmm. And uh, my website is in the process of getting updated in that regard. But basically the first thing is genetics. So it's identifying the genetics 
that my clients have that could contribute to either basically optimizing their health. So what I mean by that is I'll do certain genetic testing, okay? And then this genetic testing will show me if they're genetically predisposed to this, let's say challenges with detoxification, challenges with methylation, challenges with absorbing certain vitamins and all those things contribute to optimizing health. Mm -hmm. To be clear, I am not diagnosing any type of genetic diseases at all, right. nothing like that. It's all about optimizing health and energy and decreasing stress, okay? So that's kind of the genetics component, very, very high level. We can talk more if you want. And then the other component, which is super exciting as well, is called hair tissue mineral analysis. And this is something I've been doing a lot in the past few months with my clients. It's really remarkable. What's what's um, biggest challenge with that is that it's definitely outside of the box. So some people think it's crazy. And I'll tell you what, I went to University of Michigan, number three nursing school in the country at the time. So I am very big on research. I'm very big on, okay, is this real? Is this you know, fake? Is this, what's real? I mean, that's the true. I'm very, very, very big on that. I have done every single thing I could to try to prove this hair tissue mineral analysis to not be true <laughs> and not be accurate. I have worked so hard and it never works. Never. It's the real deal. And what that does is that helps identify what's going on with the mineral balance in your tissues. So when you get your blood drawn, you can identify what's in your blood. But the thing is, is the blood is homeostatic. So it always tries to stay balanced. So if there's extra minerals in your blood, it may put them in the tissues, okay? And if there's not enough minerals in your blood, it could pull them from the tissues. Huh. Now, why does it really matter what's in the tissues? Because what matters, the reason it matters is because it actually has to do with your energy level, your stress huh. level. It can have to do with a lot, a lot, lot, lot of things actually um, that are very, very significant to health and really quality of life. So I just started doing that, which has to do with your hair. And that's been really, really, really wonderful to help people with that and see some pretty drastic changes with clients in a very short period of time. They're feeling better, have more energy, sleeping better, and um, helping their health in many ways. Okay. I don't think I knew you were doing that second thing. So. Yeah, I, I think, <coughs> I don't think we, we went into that yet. Yeah. No. So when you add new services, such mm -hmm. as those two, and obviously they're not on your website quite yet, like, how do you roll those out to people? Do they just come up in conversation or do you see a need? Like if you start, you know, working with someone, you can kind of identify that that's a need for them or a potential need and you introduce it that way. Like just from yeah. like a marketing kind of get it out there standpoint, like what's how is the best to roll those out? So from a marketing standpoint, definitely needs to be on my website, which is what is very soon will be. Um, and then number two would be absolutely when I when people come to me and they call me for services, for coaching, I will absolutely identify if there's a need for these, whether it's on that initial call or whether it's throughout a coaching session. If they just say, hey, I want help with diabetes, I'll work with them on that. And if there's an something that's identified during a conversation, then I will absolutely present the opportunity for them to do further testing, which can help in this way. Um, and then also doing marketing blasts to clients, you know, of course, email blasts and social media and all of that. 
But um, yeah, I it's really been in the early stages. I've really just, to be completely transparent, I've just been doing the hair tissue just for a few months, the DNA for a little bit longer. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of get a feel for it more before I blast it, but I guess now it's blasted. So, hey, now it's blasted. here we go. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's I blasted I'm ready. before she's ready. No, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. So I know you've had some of your own health challenges and we don't mm. need to go into what those are, but how do you find, because I often talk to business owners and other mm. guests about, you know, how important health is in running a business too, you know, staying healthy and making yeah. sure, you know, the mindset's in the right place and all those good things. So how has like your own health, like impacted your business, like positively, negatively, you know, yeah. with some of the challenges you've had more recently? I mean, you need to be healthy in order to run a business. It's just the reality of it. And in the business I'm in, which really, I believe, you know, being a nurse and having to show up and really be present and compassionate. I have to have space within my mind, within my heart, and my body has to be in a good place to be able to really be there for my clients. So self-care is very, very important to me. I surround myself with people that build me up, my friends mm -hmm. and people in my life, and, and I build up very, you know, it's very important to surround yourself with people that are positive, not people that suck the life out of you, <laughs> because that is not supportive to <coughs> running a business or your health, by the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I truly look at taking care of my health as essential to running my business. And to me, honest to goodness, like Allison, it's really, and anyone that knows me will know, will say this. It's, it's, I just want to help people. Like, I feel like I'm here to help people. So I have to be healthy to do that. There's been many things right. I've gone through in my life. And I still remember those days that were super challenging. And I just kept thinking, just got to do whatever I have to do to get better because there's a lot of people out there that need help. And we all help in different ways. You know, I that's the whole thing. So the way that I help and it's it's important to me, I've seen the effects of it and I right. want to just do it as much as I can while I'm here. Yeah. No, and I think you bring up a great point, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, since you're working from that health perspective and having that compassion, because I've certainly been, I've been in enough hospitals where some of the nurses weren't so compassionate. Right. <laughs> um, I would say maybe 60, 70% sometimes yeah. um, were not so compassionate. And this was, you know, like higher level care, like ICU, you know, whatever yeah. the step below ICU is, you know, so more monitored care. But you could see that either they were overstressed, overworked you know, too many patients per, you know, person, all that kind of stuff, right. you know, whatever it was, you could see that there was some challenges there. And then when you found that one, one compassionate nurse, like it made all the difference in the world, yeah. just from the standpoint that it, it gave you, and I, it wasn't even me in the hospital, but you know, it gave you the patient more hope. And then it also gave the family members more hope because they had that compassion. The challenge, you're right. The challenge with that, because I've been through it when I worked as a, a nurse in the hospital, is that when you, because I cared so much about my clients, my patients, that I truly, some of the nurses and the, and the staff that when I would go off my shift, I would leave them to, I didn't feel so comfortable leaving them to sometimes <laughs> because I knew yeah. what they were getting themselves, well, what they were really going to be dealing with. Um, and that was a challenge. I will say that was as a nurse, that was a challenge for me. And that is one of the, I, I will be honest and I'll say that's one of the, um, 
things that really pushed me to start my own business too, again, was staying out of the hospital because of yeah. that. People, unfortunately, <laughs> just the way it is, and uh, they just don't get the care that they deserve most of the time. Yeah. 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 No, and I think that's critical. I mean, because you recognize that from, you know, your own perspective mm -hmm. of, you know, I need to... A, be the best I can be right. in order to help other people. And I'm probably going to be that more on my own or by creating my own team versus being put in a situation where you're part of a bigger team that you really have no control over who right. you're working with, unfortunately. Right. I mean, unless you're the hiring person on the hospital, but then you still right. need nurses. And unfortunately, I know there's often shortages of yeah. Nurses. So, you know, anyone that I shouldn't say anyone that breathes, but as long as you have the degree, whatever the, you know, the certifications required and, um, you know, decent references, I assume, you know, you can be hired. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, I truly don't know much about all that part of it. I just know nursing is a tough it's, it's, it's a tough field. It really yeah. is. You know, it's funny. I never wanted to be a nurse. <laughs> I actually wanted to be a doctor. Ah. And when I got the application for University of Michigan in the corner, it said nursing school or um, LSNA language science and arts. Well, I said, well, if I want to be a doctor, I'll just do the nursing thing. And that will bring me to be a doctor. Well, little did I know it's not the same path. So I get into nursing school and I say, wait a minute. They say, well, you can switch after a year. I was like, what? I don't want to lose a year. I guess I'll just become a nurse anesthetist then. So that's what I was going to do until life happened. And I ended up starting my own business because of what everything I already shared. So yeah, life has a way of working out. I guess it was meant to be that I checked that box, but who knows? Or I could have <laughs> been that, a doctor to undergraduate or is undergraduate. That? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, but uh, I was always interested so in medicine. Path, huh? It's a different path, yeah. In high school, uh, I was voted medical student of the year. Oh, wow. And of the school, actually. And uh, I was very known for my medical, really, experience, expertise, stuff like that in high school. So I always thought I'd be a doctor. <laughs> but here we go. I'm a nurse, but that's okay. I love it. It's great. And it's just, it's, it's challenging, but it's a good thing because, again, making a difference, which is what I, I want to do. So it's perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can't, you, can't, you can't look back, though, at this point. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I could become a nurse practitioner, but no, thanks. It's okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we, we all have different paths we go on, and you don't know which path that's going to be when you yes. go to college. Um, I didn't realize you went to the University of Michigan. I somehow missed that. Some. I'm, I'm Big Ten, too, but I'm Northwestern, so. Oh, that's right. So It's okay. As long as you're not Ohio State, we're oh, good. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I like Michigan over Ohio State, so you're good. Yeah, I love Northwestern. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we each take, everyone takes different paths, and you never know kind of where you're going to go or kind of which direction and things happen in your life, and it changes yeah. changes your directions. and. Uh, you realize that you're I'm like, wait a minute, how did I get here? <laughs> it's so true. I never thought I'd be doing the DNA stuff and the hair tissue mineral analysis. I mean, I never thought these things and who would have known that I would be in South Florida after moving to Orlando. You know, I tell people life has a way of working out. It does. As long as you allow and you just go with the flow, of course, have, you know, don't just go with the flow without thinking things through. You definitely <laughs> want to think things through, make sure things are according to what your vision is. But yeah, I mean, life does have a way of working out. It really does. Yeah. It really does. 
Now you just mentioned vision and I know you've referenced a couple of times that you've had kind of your own visions on where you should go next. So the Disney vision and then the Delray Beach vision. So, I mean, do you, and you obviously are asking for information or Mm -hmm. asking for guidance, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from God, the higher power, you know, so is that something you intentionally do in your like daily life as far as, you know, just making sure you're staying focused. Because I find that, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of times, like you just said, like they they get on a almost like a, the rat race of right. going forward and then they don't pause and like, OK, am I still going in the right direction as opposed to should I have like turned over here or, you know, like they they just keep going. So, I mean, is right. this something you kind of do a check in with each other, with yourself, like on kind of a weekly basis or monthly basis or. How does that work? I try daily basis. That's why you're <laughs> someone like me. Well, that works I'm too. very type A. I'm very much want to be doing the right thing, the right day, the right time. Like I'm very big on <laughs> staying aligned with what's best for me because I'll tell you what, when I'm not, usually I pay the price. So it's like if I'm not staying and listening to what I know is best for me, things sometimes make sure that I do get the message eventually. Like for example, if I'm push, 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 and not taking time to rest, then sometimes we get put in situations where we need to take time to rest, right? Right. We're kind of forced to. So um, I do, I do, I will say that I do check in pretty much daily, like, okay, what's best for me? And I have questioned a lot lately, is it best for me to be in South Florida still? Is this what's best? And I, and I know that it is. I love it down here. This is my home. And um, I really got super clear on that recently. It's like, you know, a, a new chapter starting and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's definitely here. And South Florida has been great to me. So yeah, checking in and listening and taking time to relax when you own your own business we're always busy going 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 doing but taking time to relax and receive and kind of from yourself and journal or whatever you need to do to kind of hear from your own inner voice meditation whatever works for you Mm -hmm. yeah i find having some kind of routine in your life whether it's like you said like i mean i typically write goals down you know more on like a daily thing and then and gratitude and kind of go from there um so, yeah, I think having some kind of practice on a daily basis, you know, whatever works for you, whether it's meditation, like you said, or whatever works, you know, as long as it's positive, yeah, uplifting, exactly. feeds you, supports you. That's what right. you need to do. Don't watch the news. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from news. TV, mainstream TV. You know, it's funny. I cannot tell you the last time my TV was on at all really? for anything. I haven't even watched anything, I think almost two months now. It's crazy. I normally would at least do a little binge on Netflix here and there, but I haven't. I've tried to just keep my mind clear of it and it uh, feels good. I can't, t- I can't lie. T- I have not ever gone this long without television, but it really? feels really good. Yeah. I'm Soon I'm going to fly. No. <laughs> She's going to become the TV. <laughs> <clears throat> so as we start to wind down today, The question I ask of everyone is, you know, if you could look back on your journey and was there one thing either you knew when you first got started or maybe something that you figured out along the way that really helped accelerate your journey, like something that might help someone that wanted to start a business um, now, not necessarily your your type of business, but any type of business, you know, something that really helped you in that journey. I'd say the two things we actually covered, but I'll just kind of 
um, restate them here and summarize. The first thing is what I originally said before, my mom said about moving to Orlando, call every wellness center, which really is saying, do whatever it takes. <laughs> so when I'll say this, when, when you think you're doing whatever it takes, do even more, okay? But with that, make sure you're also taking time to rest, relax, restore, rejuvenate yourself. So you stay healthy and have balance in your life. So those are the two things is really just do whatever it takes to reach the goals that you know are inside of you mm -hmm. and take care of yourself in the process. Okay, oh, those are good. Two great points. Always like to hear what different people say. So. Yeah. <laughs> I get similar ones to like that do whatever it takes and like different wording, um, like go for it, you know, kind of go all out, all yeah. those things. So I get a, I get that one a lot, but the other one I think is just as important and having those two together yep. is important. So if anyone wanted to reach out to you either to learn more about your services or ask you a question, like what would be the best way? Is it through your website? Is it through social media, email? What's the best way to reach out? So my website works, universalcoachingservices.com. Again, okay. that's universalcoachingservices.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Elisa. Okay, thanks, Allison. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, and thank you, everyone, for joining us at the Dream Plan Start Grow show. Uh, my name, again, is Allison Turner. If you have any questions for me, you can go to the dreamplanstartgrow.com website. I do offer a complimentary 30-minute consultation for anyone either looking to start a business or someone that's maybe in the early stages of business and needs help in kind of figuring out those next steps. And you can find my contact information there as well. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.